1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Tuesday edition, we are going to take a look at the future of two all-time greats. First, Tom Brady, retirement is a real possibility. We will discuss Aaron Rodgers, a destination in the AFC, a potential in the NFC. We will get into all of that here because Matt LaFleur had some thoughts. We're also going to look at the overtime rules debate. Andy Reid shared his thoughts on how the overtime rules affected the performance of his team and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship. Are there any solutions out there? We're going to have another edition of In Case You Missed It. We're going to have some Prop Bet Monster results. Sean Payton's future up in the air. Michael Bidwell is pissed off. And Live Bet Jesus returns. All of that coming up next here. The Tuesday edition. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio.
0: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Yeah! Groovy, On a Tuesday. How about that? It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. A little weird not recapping a game last night, I'll be honest with you. I was looking around All something right, to yeah. watch. Or, or, or the Manning cast, you know? Yeah, oh, that's geez. a good point. <laughs> but you, yeah. you just can't resist. You just can't what? resist opening up the show. You just got to be negative. Can't we just have a positive sports talk I'm radio show for negative. once? I'm not negative.
3: I told you, I actually watched the Manning cast.
1: Wow. Well, listen, that <laughs> yeah. makes one of us. Um, but uh, we do have a, a situation uh, that I'm starting to get a bad feeling about when it comes to uh, the future of Tom Brady and uh, whether or not he's going to return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this was uh, Tom Brady addressing the speculation, the growing speculation that retirement is a real option. Uh, here he was on the let's go podcast via SiriusXM NFL radio.
4: Well, I think the point is there's no really rush for me to, uh, to figure out what's next. You know, I'll know when I know and um, it's, too, it's a day after the season. So, and I think for all of us, you know, we can all decompress a bit. It's been six straight months of football every day consumed by, you know, day in and day out football. And I think now it's just some time to spend some time with my family and spend some time with, you know, my kids. And, uh, Hello. you know, every year I just have to make sure that I have the ability to commit to what the team really needs. And that's a that's a really important to me the team doesn't deserve anything less than my best. And if I feel like I'm not committed to that, or I can't play the championship level, then you got to give someone else a chance to play, you know, we'll see, you know, again, there's a long time between now and the start of next football season. And, you know, I've got to really figure those things out, which is probably natural for anyone. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm getting a bad feeling about this. Uh, it, I, I'm starting to get the sense that uh, maybe this isn't a, I can't do it from a playing standpoint anymore, uh, move, but maybe a you know there 's other things going on, and i 'm starting to get the feeling that he 's going to walk away, which pisses me off as I said yesterday I why does know, that upset you i just i want to see him go as for, as lo- until the wheels go off I want to see him go out on in the no. shield That's why not a, no, no one wants to see that I do. Come uh, on. You don't want to see you. Tom Brady and be like, you know what? I might be able to do what he does now. Now that I look like, at <laughs> you know, I think I can actually do that too. But in that's all seriousness, I, I would love to see him. I, I still think he could play at a high level. I still think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And to walk away now, I just – I feel like we're going to miss out on at least another year or two of really good football. I don't know. I, I, again,
5: that's... Uh, again. but what if what if Tom Brady is looking at the scenario – and feels as though they've hit their ceiling, and 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 if he feels as though this team has hit their ceiling, and there's nothing more he can do in terms of of the the achievement of of this team, I'm certain he's not looking to go to another team and and try to start over, no matter how loaded that team may be. So it's a very real it's a very real approach to it's a very sensible approach to the offseason. He has to wait and see what they're going to do personnel wise before I would assume before he makes a definitive decision on this is a team that I can win with. This is a team that I can't win with. And I think that that's I think that that's really the message that's in what it is that he's saying. Like I know he used, you know, the family. He will use that this time to spend with his family. But if he wants to continue to play, he'll get the itch to want to continue to start an an off-season regiment to to prepare himself for next season. I think it has everything to do with who is going to be back for Tampa Bay next year and and what does this team look like in terms of what he's trying to accomplish at this late stage of his career.
3: I think it's a great point about the off-season regiment only because I think one of the things that's allowed him to excel and even at 44 turning 45 years of age – to league the league and passing yards and everything else that he's done has been his commitment in the offseason. You know, he he has made this a lifestyle. I mean, he's he's almost like a vegan, but it's like the TB12 method, right? (laughs) Like, put a a bumper sticker on the back and, and, you know, whatever else. But the truth is, when the season ends, he might decompress for a week or two, but... You know, him and his trainer are right back to it. His diet doesn't really change. And he's preparing, you know, almost like a a world-class Olympic athlete would. Where everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they prepare for that four years. No, they don't. They prepare for that one moment at world championships every year. That's how they go about preparing. It's the same thing for Tom Brady. I think the difference is... It's not a world championship in the sense of, of competing in, in, a, in Olympic events. The world championship's the Super Bowl. And so every single year, that's how he goes about training. And I think it is truly an entire year process. And so he can say, well, I want to take my time. It, it, we saw videos of him last year in the offseason running 40s, throwing footballs to try to clock out, see how high, how, how fast the velocity of it's still there. We saw all of that made its way onto social media. You think he's going he's to be taking days off? I mean, he might take a little time off, not that much. I mean, he's used to, again, playing into February. So he might say, well, I, I was accustomed to that, so I'm going to take my time here as we head towards the Super Bowl. But once the Super Bowl's over with, I'm starting to train again for that following season because that's what I've always done in my career, at least you know, looking at the past two decades. So I think the offseason and... and How he goes about preparing himself plays a huge role in when he decides, like, is this going to be what I want to do again? Because he sacrificed so much of his life for the game of football and to not be with his family. And this is one of those opportunities now where I think he's got some time to reflect. But I don't think it's as much time as he leads to believe. And I also think the team has to make a lot of those decisions, right? So it's not like they can – hang around for that long, if everyone's sitting around and, and their list of free agents stream Chris Godwin and JPP and Ryan Jensen and Dominican Sue, Gronk, Leonard Fournette, O.J. Howard, uh, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard, almost their entire backfield, Carlton Davis. I mean, they've got a ton of guys who are free agents. A lot of those guys might be saying, well, I'll wait to see what Tom's going to do. So if, he's, if, that, if that's the domino effect, I mean, he can't wait that long. Otherwise, he's kind of putting those players and the team in a, in a tough spot.
1: Do you think he has a feeling or do you think he has an idea of what he wants to do?
5: You know, I think it's funny if they're waiting to see what Tom is doing because Tom may be waiting to see what they're doing. So (laughs) they better make sure they get on the same page as to what it is that they think they're going to do in terms of if if we're going to go somewhere else or if we're going to stay. And listen, I I think there's no reason to, to doubt that that they will have those those conversations but again now the 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 discussion point has to become are there greener pastures for those names that that you just mentioned Brady is there is there better opportunity elsewhere versus doing it the way that they did it um coming off of the super bowl now for what it's worth they could have very easily won that game i yeah. mean you can look at the way that game turned out, and say, you know what, we're we're a couple injuries away from being a team that's hold almost basically like how Kansas City was last year, um, and coming up short, they they had a a, a very critical piece of their offensive line, um, well, two people that were were injured, um, and and so you can look at it and say if we if we're if we're healthy. This is a game that maybe turns out differently and we're still right there in the mix and in the hunt to try to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. If that's your theory and that's your reasoning as a team, then maybe you do sit there and collectively as a group, you say, you know, are are you coming back, Tom? I'm going to come back if you come back. But if you don't feel as though that's the case or you feel as though there's going to be the opportunity because agents will always get in the way of things a lot of times and if an agent comes back to their client and says that, listen, you need to hold steady because you've played well enough to, to get a, a superior contract to the one that you currently have, you may see that play out as well. Some people may choose their own personal financial agenda over the agenda of winning a Super Bowl. So it's just a matter of it's going to be a matter of what guys major priority is um, heading into this offseason.
3: Right. And we kind of talked about it yesterday too, right? Like that's something that, you know, you make that decision and it's a little easier after you win one together, right? It's easier selling that after last season versus this season where you don't win it. Because I'm sure that doubt creeps in their mind too. Like, yeah, maybe this run is done. You know, maybe we won our Super Bowl together, but I'm another year older and I want to go somewhere else where I can cash in or I want to go somewhere else where maybe I feel like this team now has a better chance of being able to do it.
1: I feel like he would be more motivated to want to come back now had they won a Super Bowl. And now that you start to think back and all the reports and Brady, as you pointed out yesterday, that there were people in attendance at this game, that maybe wouldn't normally have been there in years past. Um, You know, maybe sort of the swan song and how this whole thing was going to go. Had they won a Super Bowl this year, I think he would have walked away. I I still think he's more likely than not to return just based on I don't want to go out like that. Because as LeVar said, look, man, the way that game was going the Rams were on their heels. And if not for a blown coverage, uh, if this game goes into overtime and they win a coin toss, I mean, I mean what are we talking covers, about?
6: Stupid coverage.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I just look at it and I go, man, everything was tilted towards Tampa Bay. And that one play completely changed everything. I just, I find it hard to believe that he wants to go out like that, especially if he's still playing at a high level. And yeah. he does have the year left on his contract he, as well. He
5: knows, you know what else, just super quickly, is – Man, I, I know he doesn't want a, a hero swan song and, and the the I'm retiring tour. But if he were to retire at some point in time during this off season, I just feel like I would be dirty. Like it would be incomplete, like something isn't right that we didn't know during the season or like there wasn't a, a time during football, which is what Tom Brady represents. He's football. If he retired now, and and we had no inkling of of the idea that this was going to be it, man, it just feels like that would be like almost like a car hitting a wall in terms of how how his career. And at least for me, I, I would man, I would love for him to to at least give his fans and give the people that have have really really admired and and grown to love him through the years an opportunity to have that kind of. Final moments of like okay, I I can prepare myself for the fact that this is going to be it for Tom.
3: You know he came, he came into the league though, not like a first overall pick where everyone expected it. Right? Yeah. He he came in due to injury, came in, and that's where he started to build himself. I I wonder if he cares about that. Like he, he'll that, he'll always have that moment where people can appreciate him. He kind of had it, I guess, in, in New England to a degree, but. The reality is when, when he goes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, like, yeah. like, like that's that's when you're yeah. going to get the appreciation for what he's done and been the greatest of all time, the greatest. Really, you could say one of the greatest athletes of all time. I mean, there's there's yeah. he far surpasses even anything people are talking about from a football standpoint. Uh, it's I a, selfishly hope he does. Selfishly. I do too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I want I want the farewell tour. I want I want the, all the Brady haters to be pissed off every time he's given like a parting gift from whatever road city. But you he also to. wanted to be out there in a wheelchair for hey, what you're saying. Listen, oh, uh, uh, go until the wheels come off. I'm telling you, like, oh, like, like go until you're falling apart. You I mean, know, some like, would say he has. Yeah, well, look, I mean, uh, I, I don't think it's reached the level of Drew Brees or uh, Peyton Manning. And by the way, the whole uh, I don't want a farewell tour. I'm so tired of guys saying I don't want a farewell tour. I do. Let me tell you something. If I'm playing, uh, I want a farewell tour. I want all the gifts. This has to do with disheveled. No, it has this to. <laughs> listen, yes, nobody it knows anything about that. They have no Ooh. idea what you're talking about. That's uh, your old
3: band. You never got a farewell tour. Listen, it's not
1: that complicated. Well, oh, there's no. there's reasons behind that. Is that um, true, Jonas? Well, there's reasons behind that. Uh, <laughs> two pros and a cup of <laughs> Joe Fox portrait radio uh, brought to you by discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply all right it's so coming up next uh, there is major debate and controversy about something in the nfl but it is enough to change the future of the league we'll get into all that for you next here on fsr trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. dot com slash sports tire the way tire buying should be Two pros and a cup of joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up later on this hour, we apparently have a brand new tradition in the NFL. Uh, a, a fun little tradition here. Although I think it could be a little bit better, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to be too negative, but I feel like somebody could up the, uh, up the stakes a little bit. Uh, we will get into that for you here uh, about 20 minutes from now. Um, so there's been a lot of discussion uh, about this uh, Bills-Chiefs game, of course, because it's one of the great playoff games we've seen. Um, you know, 25 points scored in the final 2 minutes, uh, it goes to <laughs> overtime. Ridiculous. It's crazy. It go to overtime and uh, and you see uh, what happened there where, you know, Buffalo didn't get a chance to touch the football similar to what happened in the Super Bowl Patriots Falcons or Patriots Chiefs um in the AFC title game a few years ago. And so uh, Andy Reid, the uh, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, he spoke about the overtime rules and the debate that is uh, ensued after that game.
0: I had a chance to talk with Sean afterwards, and you know that's—I'm sure—something that they're, they're going to look at
3: again too. And I—I uh, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I—I I, just—that's
0: a hard thing. I mean, one team—it was great for us last night, but is it great for the game, which is the most important thing that we should all be looking out for to make things equal? It probably needs to be able to uh, hit both uh, both
5: offenses,
0: both defenses. So.
1: All right. So there it is. That is uh, Andy Reid saying uh, everybody needs a fair chance uh, at getting a uh, getting an opportunity in overtime. Not just this. Uh, if you score a touchdown, it's over. And the other team has to sit on their ass and watch while you celebrate on the field <laughs> afterwards. So
5: how many, um, how many times how many times did we have this conversation during the course of this season?
3: I mean, uh, well, it, it's it's different, though, in the playoffs. Right. Because in the regular season, you can end in a tie. So there's a different feel to why the postseason, you know, overtime rules matter. Because it does ultimately determine who's going to win or lose. You, you can't end in a tie. So that, that's, that's why I feel like this discussion's a little different. And one of the things that I love about the perspective of Andy Reid is he's been on both sides. He lost out the last time we were having this discussion, really, to the New England Patriots. They, they didn't win the coin toss. That was the end of it. But this time around, he benefited from it. And it's one of the reasons why I really don't have an issue with it because they could have won in regulation, they didn't. They could have just got to stop at some point, they didn't. And they've changed the overtime rules. People tend to forget it used to be the first score. That's correct. You used to be able to win off a field goal. (laughs) That's correct. So they've already changed it to appease the audience, the viewership. They've lessened the amount of time teams have to give more of a sense of urgency and a player safety standpoint. So, for those people out there who are like, oh, dude, you need to make changes. They already have. <laughs> like they, they literally already have. They've made changes <laughs> to these overtime rules already to try to help determine the an way, outcome.
1: When you go back and look, and just think about that, a field goal and it's over. So basically, yeah. you pick yeah. up like tw- three first downs. You pick up 20, you pick up 25 yards and you got Justin Tucker. That, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, we're yeah. on our way home like, well, yeah. Well, and, <laughs>
5: it is and, a kickoff though. It is a kickoff. So you do have to drive to get into to field goal range, unlike, you know, in college. But the reason why I made the point, I know you can end in the tie, but the reason why I made the point from the regular season wise in this conversation, we had ties take place this year And, and it's still the same premise. The first team that scores a touchdown wins the game there there was no there was no oh the game ended in a tie, oh this this you know there should be a different manner of which how
3: how you know well because the overtime people, is played, people feel like when it ends in a tie, like at least both teams got the ball, you know it hasn't ended in a tie where only one team had it for the entirety of the o t you know
5: but but again, it comes down to if you don't get the ball first, you already know right out the gate your your job is to stop them from scoring a touchdown. It, anything can happen other than a touchdown. They can kick a field goal. You get an opportunity. But you do not let them score a touchdown. And, and to me, to, to you know, I get where Andy Reid is coming from. Like Both teams, maybe that's the idea of it. Maybe both teams in, in the playoffs should get an opportunity to touch the ball. But with that being said, the rules were the rules coming into the game. Everybody knew if you ended up being in a tie coming out of regulation that these are the rules for overtime. If you don't want to lose the game, don't let them into the end zone. I mean, it's, it's kind of as simple as is that. And whether you ended up on the side of, of the coin where you got the ball first or you had to play defense, that's part of why you – to me, that's a part of why I enjoy the game. Is right. because you get to see they have to overcome in real time something such as uh, in the regulation period and an overtime period to decide who's going to win. And these are the rules. Everybody knows it going into the game. So I don't, I, I don't find myself sitting here feeling outraged or incensed or, or disappointed that Buffalo didn't get an opportunity. Buffalo needed to stop them. And they didn't. And I think that that's what it ultimately came down to.
3: Uh, Here's the other thing that I don't really understand. So let's just say, hypothetically, we change the overtime rules. So everyone gets a possession. Okay. Um, Because it's very similar to if Kansas City would have went down, kicked a field goal, Buffalo gets it, they go down, they don't match that, it's it's over, right? That's how the current rules are stated. So let's just say, okay, both teams get an opportunity. Well, the way this game was going, at least the last two minutes, Kansas City gets the football, they drive down, they score a touchdown. Buffalo gets the football, they drive down, they, get, they score a touchdown. Kansas City gets the football, they drive down, they get a touchdown, game over. What did we change? Like, literally, yeah. like, like, what did we change? Like, that's how the end of this game was going. Wh- what did we really change just by allowing both teams to get it if neither team could get a stop? Like, it's just, to me, it, it's a flawed argument and I know there's a lot of people out there who like the college football overtime better. I, I, now, I like it better for different reasons. And that's because I do think it's actually better for player safety. And I do think it's more equitable. But it also is something that you can't roll up to the NFL because of how their overtime rules have been. And it would dramatically change the statistics and everything else that comes with it if you try to do that at the NFL level. And I will say this. For all the people out there who are like, no, no, you know, college football, it's, it's better. You don't have such lopsided results just from a coin toss. No, actually, you have worse results from it. College football overtimes, this, was, this is a, a data that was going back to, I want to say, 2017, 2018. The team that wins the coin toss wins in overtime almost 55% of the time. The NFL up to that point in time was about 52%. So, if it's any indication, at least looking at overtimes in college and the NFL, the NFL still has the better method if you're looking at, you know, having a more equitable chance based on a coin toss. So, people can champion or cheer for the college football version of overtime all they want. And again, I think if you're going to go from a player safety standpoint, you know, to me it makes a little more sense, but... Again, it would dramatically change the record books if these things go into four or five overtimes, like we've seen sometimes. And Let all- me
5: ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. What about if both teams got a chance to touch the ball, and if they both score a touchdown, then it becomes first first point score. You'll run into the same scenario in terms of ah oh, well somebody should have been able to get the ball again if if they score but if they both score. But at least the idea of they got an opportunity to match that touchdown before it went into the first touchdown wins or the first, you know, even if the first points wins if both teams were to score.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that, but I don't know that we necessarily need that in the regular season. If they want to make that just a playoff rule to where when we hit the playoffs, this is what happens now. In hockey, you know, they do shootouts. But when you get to the postseason, we no longer do shootouts. It's just you play until somebody scores a goal and that's it. If they were to change this just for the playoffs, I'm okay with it. I don't know that we need to do that for the regular season.
3: I, I I'll be honest with you. I actually think if we're being real about this, I wouldn't even have an overtime in, in the regular season. I've, I've, I've been the type of person that said, if you're trying to make changes to the overtime rules, and, and we're not talking about you know, regular season, postseason, but if you're trying to make changes to it and you're implementing player safety, yet it can still end in a tie like it can in the regular season, why have it all together? Why make any of the players have to go through that in a 17-game yeah. season that's probably
1: going to be an 18-game season? It's kind of a waste of time.
3: It's, a, it's an incredible waste of time. So instead of having an overtime at all, just have, regu- just have regulation be able to end in a tie, and then you have overtime rules that are purely, strictly set for the playoffs. And, and then we can do this. We can have this discussion about, well, okay, maybe we want both teams to touch the football. That's great. But as I pointed out, like in this instance, what does that really solve? If Kansas City goes down to score and Buffalo goes down to score and then Kansas City goes and scores, what does that really solve? We, we would have had that the first time around. I mean, at some point, the defense, to LaVar's point, has to get a stop. Like, we have to stop acting like that team's, you know, like everything needs to be, like, fair. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So, sometimes your defense has to step up and make a play. Like, defense wins championships, right? That's what they say. I mean that's that what they say, changed. but apparently we don't we don't use it in this argument. That moniker <laughs> may have changed, but that's well, yeah, what, what they happened, say.
5: What Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I used to I used, to I used to ride and die with that comment, but I don't know about <laughs> now. That I don't know if that still exists. Was, but. It,
1: was it Nick Saban a couple years ago? It was like, yeah, that's no longer the case. Like, you know, yeah. we need to score points. Like we can no longer rely on our defense in today's football. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and is there anything to the fact that the most the most glaring examples of you know people wanting overtime rules changed are you know Patriots Falcons um, you know Bills uh, Bills Chiefs and then Patriots Chiefs. It was all the team that had the momentum and then got the ball to start overtime and never gave it up. Is there something to the, that defense is so gassed at that point and, oh, yeah. and 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 when that's happening, it's just a snowball effect and there's no way to get off the field because it did look like Buffalo was gassed at that point.
3: Uh, I, Lamar, I love when like guys be like, oh, they got their hands on their hips, they're tired. You know, like people, you yeah. always say that with the defense. Oh, they got the hands on the hips, they're they're bent over, they're tired. I'm like, dude, the offense is just as tired too. Like, like, <laughs>
2: they've been I've out there that understood. whole time. As I well. never
5: understood. Yeah, I never understood that. Oh, the defense is more gassed than the offense is. I have never understood that, but I I will I will say in terms of a defense being gassed, I think that it's more about the the beliefs. Of, of what you're doing, right? If a team starts to have success and they find, f- find holes in a defense, you've found those holes in the defense, generally speaking. And I hate if that's breaking news to some people, but if you have found where the defense is soft, that's generally where that defense is soft. Because coming into a game, you can adjust – like, okay, we'll adjust coverages. We, instead of going into a zone, we'll we'll try to disguise it and, and, and play a man here or do a full zone but look like we're going to play man. You have to try to pre-snap, disguise, and even post-snap early on in, in, in the down, try to disguise what it is you're exactly going to do because you do the same damn thing every single play. Whether it be your rolling coverages, whether it be your bracket covering, whether it's a man coverage versus a zone, there's only so many things that a linebacker does coverage-wise. There are only so many things that a cornerback does coverage-wise. So on, and so forth for safeties. So if you're not able to, if you're not able to stop an offense, and an offense has found the rhythm as to how things are going with with your unit, chances are. It's going to be hard during the course of that day, that game, to be able to stop that offense. And we saw that happen with Tampa Bay this past weekend. Chances are that's just going to be difficult for you to stop them because they found it.
1: It's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Quickly, before we get to break, uh, you remember how uh, Jimmy Graham uh, tried to argue back in the day that he wanted to be paid like a wide receiver uh, because he was, you know, the numbers he was putting up and where they had yeah. him lined up. Le'Veon Bell did the same thing, and then yep. Jason Peters wanted to be paid as a tackle because he was a guard and they moved him over to tackle, so they gave him a raise. Do you think Trent Williams in the offseason is going to go, hey, can I get a little a running back or a tight end or fullback money uh, uh, no, it because he gets paid more as a tackle. You do, yeah. But I mean, a little bonus, a little bonus, Brady, a little uh, no, tight end bonus he, on the end of he that. He gets paid more as a tackle. Left tackles make more
3: money yeah. than any of the other positions that you would want to throw in for. Listen, Left tackle. Yeah, listen,
1: you don't. Uh, listen, man, you you don't get it, man. You just don't get how these contracts work. Right. let me yeah, let me represent oh, Trent. Terrible, I'll get him paid.
3: Was
5: I'll I'll get him paid terrible. here. You're going to get him an extra credit. Yeah, contract.
1: you know what? A little little bonus there. Uh, you know, a <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> little you know postseason bonus. One time. Jeez. Little you know and getting uh, injured like that in a big time game and he's playing uh, multiple positions good for him uh all yeah,
5: right but it, Trent always gets injured in games oh geez and, sorry uh, I mean you know he's he's he has to fight through through <laughs> injuries quite a quite a bit in his career
1: uh, it's uh two pros at a cup of joe fox sports radio coming up next there's a brand new tradition in the NFL uh, we will get into all that for you right here on FSR
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
5: He's Mike carmen. I'm Dan and We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex my radio <laughs> <laughs> I mean listen to how simple that beat is man dope though super dope
1: I mean this is uh who the hell is this come on
5: man don't do that I really don't know Did you really know. just say
1: that? I really don't know All right let me nah, let me can it, I take a guess? <laughs> Go ahead right, take let a let
5: guess. He just told you. Hold he on. just told you. Come hold on, on. He, I didn't he, uh, he just told you. Hold on.
1: Okay. Nirvana Yeah. How'd you know? Yeah. All right. See, can I I go off on
3: a side tangent away from this whole deal?
1: Hold on a second. Can we be professionals here? Two pros and a cup of Joe (laughs) sports
3: (laughs) radio. Uh, What were you saying, Brady? Um, I I think one of the funnier things now, and I hope this doesn't happen to any of us, but when their Twitter account gets hacked, it's just like, so pro football focus has a pro football focus. Then I believe they have a pro football focus draft account. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's PFF College or PFF Draft. Maybe they've got three of them. I, I don't know. But I happen to see on my timeline, because I, yeah, I try to support them. I follow them. I know some of the guys over there. Um, what came up was not football-related in any sense. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> what do you oh, mean? Wow. It was like some dude doing porn like like you know it, it wasn't like the dude it was yeah. it was like obviously a guy hooking up with someone and Damn I was you I, remember, I literally Bri- reached Birdo, out to Whoa. one of the guys at Pro Football Focus and I said hey man uh did, is this a player that you guys are putting on blast or did you guys get hacked I said there's really <laughs> no other explanation uh, and he goes oh yeah pretty sure we just got hacked he goes i don't recognize that guy
1: any part of him
6: <laughs> <laughs> (laughs)
1: Well, it's like the old. uh, There was a guy who was a draft analyst for ESPN back in the day, and he took a screenshot of his laptop. And just like you're going over notes for the upcoming draft. And he didn't realize one of his tabs was open. And it was like open to a porn uh, that you could see in the top. And everyone's like, hey, man, you've probably closed the rest of your tabs before you tweet that out. And he had a sense of apology. And he had to. Uh, <laughs> so, man, that's something. I'm going to go play with myself today. I mean, that's oh, ridiculous. No. Oh, no. So that's lead to laugh after Well, that's hours. why. I mean,
3: LeVar, I'm not sure if you know this. Some people. Like they remember the Chris Johnson forty yard dash. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people remember who was the uh, the wide receiver that uh, uh, Ross John Ross his forty yard dash, which may have been the fastest fastest ever. Yeah, Uh, Jonas remembers Chris Jones uh, of Mm. of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh yeah,
5: uh, you know you love that Jonas. You you absolutely love. Him running the forty.
1: Listen, uh, any anybody listening to this right now has can relate <laughs> to the fact that you're shopping for produce and you bump into the oranges and they fall all over the place. You know, it's like it happens to the best of us. You pull yeah. one bell pepper off and they fall yeah. all over the ground. I mean, oh, it happens no. to the best of us. Why do they stack there. them like that at the grocery store? No, they look pretty. Because they
3: want to see
5: you
1: make it. Them does look pretty? That is what it is, Levar. They want you yeah, it, to it's, make it, them fall. It's, That's it's, what it it's is. vegetable Jenga. Is what it oh, is at no, the, in the produce aisle. That's a great way of putting it. That's Jonas also kid. remembers Lenny Kravitz, right? Yeah, well, Lenny Kravitz too. He had a uh, he, he had a little bit that. of an issue. You love the Lenny Kravitz video. Listen, I mean. man. The guy goes from playing a guitar to uh, he goes from playing a guitar to pumping gas on stage. I don't know what to tell you.
6: Hey, <laughs> Pagman! <I'm,
1: laughs> oh. it, it, uh, it is another edition of. In case you missed it, coming up here momentarily. Oh, we are brought oh. to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, <laughs> it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything. In the world of sports or entertainment. <laughs> Good thing the guys are here to bring you, in case you
1: missed it. After yeah, that, we turned it over to the great Lee DeLap. 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 lap You guys, in case you missed it, after the wild card round, Zach Taylor wants to start a new tradition by bringing game balls to uh, local bars in Cincinnati area. After the divisional round, a few players went to the Holy Grail Tavern and Grill in downtown Cincy to. Uh, to give out the latest game balls, that would be Joe Mixon, CJ Uzama, and Hunter Kevin Huber. <laughs> Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. They bring a football over. Why don't you pay my tab, dude? Like, uh, like oh, I don't need, wow. I, I don't that's... need a football. Pay my tab. How do you, how football, do you know seriously? that he didn't? I I need proof.
3: So I'm just saying. I, proof, I right? don't. I, I don't know that you want to advertise that portion of it. I think you'd want to advertise, hey, give away game ball, that sort of thing. And, oh, by the way, the next round, next two rounds are on me, that sort oh, of me. thing. Because yeah, yeah, there's some liability that uh, that's involved in that, right? You start buying people drinks. Next thing you know, someone says, hey, I remember after that Bengals win going to the AFC Championship game, that coach came in and got me drunk. And then they start, you know, there's a lawsuit because that's how this world works hey, now. Hey, so Lavar, you,
1: you, you do up on game with T.J. Hushmanzada. He's told you about how frugal the Bengals organization was back in the day, oh, right? Oh, frugal? I mean, <laughs> Is that the word well, we would I use? Nice. Okay. You know, I was being nice. I was being nice. It's family run. You know, okay. I, I just, I, family I, run business, I mean, yeah. I just wonder if that's, uh, you know, been passed down to some of the players that they can't pick up, uh, you know, a, a drink for a couple of these well, guys. Why do you want them bar. to pick up the tab, you know, though, Jonas? I don't need a football, all right? I'm not 12 years old. I don't need a football. It's not Christmas anymore anymore the lights have been taken down the decorations are up they're up in the attic I mean, like, think about it pay this, my tab
5: think about it this way if you're handing out game balls a game ball is going to last much longer than a tab a drink or two being paid for by by the player i mean maybe the memory lasts but you're telling the story of it right. like why not have the ball
4: I don't know. I don't good. want anyone touching the balls after that. I don't want anyone rubbing <laughs> no, Tom, them. All to all me, right. those balls they, are perfect.
1: Thank you, okay. Tom. Uh, right. We appreciate well, it. Uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, you guys. in case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes' fiancee, Brittany Matthews, she was spraying champagne from the uh, VIP suite all over the fans after that win over the Bills. Well, some fans have taken to Twitter to uh, call for her ban from the games going forward. <laughs> she has uh, answered back on Twitter saying, I just wish I could do what I want without getting attacked every week. Um.
5: Well, you can't. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot it's of social media for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that people do that they wish they didn't have to have any consequences or repercussions for. I mean, one of them shouldn't be spraying champagne on on fans. I mean, uh, there's a chance that they might not want to be the sprayed way, by you. You know,
3: you're in a nice, warm, sweet. Meanwhile, yes. everyone below you is sitting out in the cold. Do you think they want? You know. Cold champagne, <laughs> dump their spray on them. Great this, point.
1: Isn't this also residuals because they don't like Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes, because he, he behaves like a tool bag uh, and he's like uh, tick-tocking and causing problems. So, you know, they just sort of uh, lump her into all this. And Patrick Mahomes ah. is just sitting there going, man, I just want to play ball. How
3: they've, maybe it does have literally, anybody? <laughs> they become villains. Like yeah. there's there, there's a group out there that roots against them and is rooting for the Bengals purely because they don't want to see any more videos from Jackson Mahomes or, or Brittany, which, look, it is what it is. I mean, I, I've always said this. Like, when you get to that point, just, just stop. Just stop. I mean, like the whole Jackson Mahomes things. You're only famous because your brother. There's no other reason.
5: Have, some should have gone off in our head and said, "You know what? I probably shouldn't spray this champagne on everybody. Although, like, let me do it in here. Let me spray it on the people in the suite. Although, I let will me turn s- around, and spray it on." Them. I
1: will say this: at least she's offering him a drink on like those Bengals players. Some gimmick football afterwards, well, but at least that, that champagne track. was paid for. Huh?
5: Yeah, that's, oh, listen, that's the most important.
0: There you go.